the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's past 10 o'clock on this uh, Thursday, rather, the 25th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2018. As noted, we are uh, guest-free today, which means we have plenty of opportunities for you to join the conversation and tell us what you think is truly going on with these pipe bombs and these potentially explosive devices being sent to all of these prominent Democrats. Uh, there are a lot of news stories and a lot of news stories about this. Some of them are conflicting with one another. We're doing our very best to sort through all of this. Um, but what we can say is this, and I, I'm, I'll start the conversation this hour with a follow-up to something I said last hour about San Bernardino. You do recall, right, it was in 2015 that uh, the San Bernardino terrorists shot up that office building out there in San Bernardino, California, uh, and killed 14 people. It was discovered that the terrorists, the killers, had a, uh, let's see, a Saeed Farouk and Tashfeen Malik, if you recall this. They actually lived in Redlands, California, and they shot it, uh, shot it up in uh, San Bernardino, about eight miles away. Authorities who did the investigating found what they described as a pipe bomb factory in their garage. Neighbors reported all kinds of suspicious activity in the middle of the night coming from that garage and Middle Eastern men coming and going at very odd hours making deliveries, right? You remember all this? And when asked why they didn't report anything, they said because they didn't want to be accused of racism or Islamophobia. Because they were Middle Eastern looking, and they weren't going to call the cops on their Middle Eastern looking neighbors doing strange things in the garage late at night. They didn't want to be you know, treated like they were the, the, the bad guys here. The point to that story is all of these deliveries and these components and everything that was going on in all hours of the night in what was described by authorities as a pipe bomb factory in their home garage led to a grand total of 12 pipe bombs. I'm looking back at some of the coverage from 2015 right now on NBC. A bag of about a dozen assembled pipe bombs was found at the suspect's residence where they called it a pipe bomb factory. In other words, it sounds to me like it's kind of hard to make a pipe bomb. They're doing this stuff all hours of the day and night, and they got 12 pipe bombs. Sounds hard to make a pipe bomb. We are up to at least eight, because I counted them out just a short while ago, and maybe because they said a second suspicious package has been sent to Biden. That would be nine. I don't know exactly how many total were sent to uh, George Soros, but they said three. That would bring us to, up to, to 10, 10 and 11. We're up to nearly a dozen pipe bombs in this current situation in the last 24 hours, which means one of two things, right? It means either, A, there's a pipe bomb factory somewhere, that they can track down just like they did in San Bernardino because it takes a pipe bomb factory to make a dozen pipe bombs, and we're up to at least a, almost a dozen now. Or these aren't real pipe bombs. 
or these are just hoaxes. Pretty, pretty, pretty lame ones. Pretty, you know, lame looking devices, according to what they're showing on, on, on the television and online right now. Maybe these aren't real pipe bombs. Maybe all of these fears of all of these explosions is, is just that fears, but not based on facts. All I know is I'm looking back at what happened three years ago, and it took a pipe bomb factory, and all they found was 12 pipe bombs, and, and now there's about a dozen of these. Let me do that again. Obama supposedly, re- well, Obama, the, none of these reached their destinations, or at least not all of them did, because of the mail screenings. And again, it should also be pointed out, I brought this up on the Larry Elder Show last night. According to the multiple news reports, um, these packages, or at least many of them, were wrapped in, in what is being defined or described as ISIS wrapping or ISIS packaging. Now, whether that's drawing of ISIS symbols or whether that's, uh, you know, actual, uh, you know, tape with, with ISIS insignias or whatever the case might be, I don't know, but they're saying they're wrapped in ISIS type materials. Uh, the indication there would be that obviously those would be flagged and never reach their, def- their destination. They were intended to get attention. They were intended to be seen and people would say, oh my God, look at this. And, th- and thus really it was never intended to be delivered. But um, so we've got the Clintons were targeted with one of these, allegedly. That's one. Obama's, that's two. Holder, that's three. Soros supposedly received three. So that's four, five, and six. Uh, De Niro, seven. Maxine Waters, eight. Um, who else was a Biden nine? And Biden supposedly had two. So that would be nine and ten. I mean, we're up. We're pushing close to a dozen and it may not be over. So CNN, I forgot CNN received two. So now we're up to either 11 and 12 or 12 and 13. I lost count because I ran out of fingers. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Either there's a pipe bomb factory, which is going to be relatively easy to find, one would think, or uh, these aren't real pipe bombs, and these are, these are just crude, rudimentary, uh, you know, phony, fake explosives that uh, somebody decided to do to screw with the recipients and obviously to set the news media on its head. Mission accomplished, because that's where we are. TJ is in Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. TJ, thanks for your patience. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, you know, Bob, I'm only speculating, but I smell a big fat rat here. Uh, You know, one thing I've learned to expect out of the left is October surprises. They always come. Uh, I remember Dan Blather uh, with his uh, forged documents to try to stop Bush right before an election. They always come up with their October surprises. And I think this is my opinion they're behind this and you know your question about can we ever come together and i think no we will never come together you know the left has finally took their mask off and they showed us what they want they want socialism and communism and then you have the conservatives or the right in this country that want to preserve a constitutional republic this is like trying to mix oil and water it ain't never going to mix and and i don't know where this is going to end like i said with this pipe bomb thing but in my opinion, the left is behind this. It's just one of their October surprises. The caravan, they were behind that, and that kind of backfired on them. And who knows what else we're going to get within the next two weeks. Well, TJ, I don't disagree that it could, you know, that's where my suspicion is taking me to. I'm going to stop short of saying this is the case because I'm going to be responsible. But it makes more sense 
for this to be an October surprise by the left to try to embarrass, humiliate, or put Republicans on the defensive to make Democrats look like they're being victimized in order to get undecided voters to side with the victims, the Democrats, against those mean, bullying, murdering, pipe-bomb-sending Republicans. That makes more sense than a Republican party who is watching right now, quite even Republican, you know, uh, just voters, not necessarily members of the, you know, actual party or of in official capacity, but Republicans right now have to be feeling pretty good. The president's approval rating is at an all-time high of 47%, which is two points higher than Barack Obama's was at the same point in the midterms in 2010. Uh, Republicans in the uh, battleground and border uh, congressional, or excuse me, uh, battleground uh, congressional battles. I know that's a little redundant. Sorry about that. But in those particular areas are uh, at, at literally within the margin of, of error, uh, a coin flip as to who's going to win all of those battles. So the battle for the House is is really wide open. Whereas just a few weeks ago, it was clearly going to be a Democratic blue wave. That's not the case anymore. Why would the Republicans want to upset that that cart right now? Trump is popular. People are uniting behind him and the Republicans on immigration. They don't like this caravan coming, uh, you know, obviously, except for the diehard liberals who see voters there for them. Uh, but, but things are good. They got Kavanaugh confirmed. Uh, the economy is roaring along at a, at a 4.3% clip. Why would Republicans want to do something like this and say, let's go target the Democrats, when all it will do is create sympathy for the Democrats? They wouldn't. I just think logic and common sense say the Republicans can't wait for November 6th to get here because they feel good about things. The Democrats are panicking. The Democrats have seen their blue wave slow to a trickle, and they are worried about how popular the president is. Every place he goes, he rallies thousands and thousands of people for the uh, Republican candidates that he's there for in every state. They're nervous. They had to stop this Trump train in its tracks. And what better way to do it than something like this? So, again, not saying that happened, saying I could see that happening. Much more than I could see the other. Let's go to uh, Vermilion and Bob. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for calling, Bob. Go ahead, sir. Hello? Yes, yes, Bob, you're on the air. Oh, this is Bill, and I'm in Wellington. Oh, I got Bob and Vermilion on my screen. That's messed up. Sorry about that, Bill, but uh, go ahead, sir. You're on not the air, a, then. Not a, pro- not a problem. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, in regard to uh, coming together, this is nothing new. We could never have come together. Uh, the um, uh, except on the terms that Chuck Schumer uh, and the Democrats want. That's why we always had gridlock in Congress. This is right out of Saul Linsky's playbook, Rules for Radicals. Anyone who gets in their way. And, of course, Trump and people like Trump will always get it worse because they're making progress. So they're going to get it a lot worse. Uh, there's a couple of things that Schumer said uh, when they had the uh, last... Uh, uh, omnibus bill spending when Paul Ryan, Pelosi, Schumer, and McConnell uh, drafted a uh, bill. Right. This is Schumer making two comments, which I'll read. At the end of the day, as the minority party, we feel good about being able to succeed in so many ways. We don't have the House. We don't have the Senate. We don't have the presidency. But we produced a darn good bill for the parties we believe in. Or priorities, we believe in. Priorities, there you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and and it's and then he said, it's a funny thing. In a certain sense, 
we're able to accomplish more in the minority than when we were when we had the presidency or were in the minority. Or in the majority. I'm sorry again. I'm reading. That's okay. That's okay. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. But and anyway, yeah, I've heard that from Schumer, and he's right to a certain extent. They Sometimes it's easier to be the party of obstruction than it is the party in power that has to make actual, you know, actually make policy happen. Yeah, and they've been doing this for years. This is, this is uh, just a communist uh, rule. You always go forward. You never back up. Uh, you probably saw the uh, uh, Chuck Schumer demand from Trump to back down on something. This has just happened in the last couple of days. He didn't back down, or they never backed down for all the things that they've said about the Republicans and done to the Republicans. They certainly didn't didn't even go back in what they did uh, during the trial or the uh, hearing for uh, Kavanaugh. So this is they always move forward until they reach their goal. That is very well said and very well researched. I'm glad you pulled those quotes out from Schumer. I do remember them, but I had forgotten them until you read them. So, Bill, thank you so much for your call from Wellington. Again, sorry about the misidentification. 592. To the um, part of the story that I was discussing before, um, <laughs> to, to the, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, yeah, just got to focus here. To the part of the story that I was discussing before about the potential of these devices to not be uh, actual bombs, to not be pipe bombs, but to be just decorated hoaxes, uh, Adam Housley is an Emmy Award-winning former senior news uh, producer, um, uh, news correspondent, rather, and he works now as an independent journalist. Um, he is very closely dialed in uh, to a lot of these federal sources. He tweeted last night, Something, and he's followed up on it as well, that I think should be read. Um, one of his federal sources, or federal sources, plural, maybe more than one, uh, have said to him that these are, quote, complete hoaxes. Multiple wires were found on these things when they needed only one. In other words, multiple wires would do what? It would make you freak out and look and see all these, you know, look at this complex device. He says, uh, multiple wires were used when they needed only one. Reports of cell phones being involved was false, so no intention of harm. Now the question, was this a dry run or a false flag from the right or left trying to mess over the other side? Uh, Adam Hosley is a very well-respected reporter, and like I said, a news correspondent. This is a lot of people scratching their heads and saying, huh, uh, maybe there is something to look at here, including he also followed up on a tweet, again, talking about the uh, foreign entity. He says one technician that he spoke with thinks the person or persons responsible knew exactly what they were doing and stopped short of making these uh, uh, devices able to be detonated for a reason and that they actually could have made them functional if they wanted to. Again, is it a dry run? Is it a hoax by the right or the left? Or is it a foreign entity? Those are very, very good questions. There's a lot of information about this that just, you know, it, it brings it makes more it brings more questions than it provides answers. Timers didn't have the the timers did not have alarms on them. They would not activate. The verified EOD experts have stated these were not devices that could have exploded, thus they didn't. They have confirmed that the devices sent to uh, CNN were totally harmless. If all of the devices are identical and it looks like according to most of the news reports we're getting they are, that means none of them could have been detonated, which means this was not an attempt at mass murder. This was an attempt to create a reaction. And the reaction is exactly what they're getting. This is what they wanted. This is what they're getting. 
the left going on the attack, blaming the right for this, and the right on the defensive, saying it's not us. I just find that to be a fascinating little turn of events here. BJ North Olmstead, you're next. Hi, BJ, go ahead. I'd like to bring a totally different perspective to the situation, and I, I want to focus on the American public. Tomorrow will be my 88th year, so I have some experience with what I've witnessed in life. And through the 1940s and after World War II, despite a depression and all, if you listen to the music and the radio shows that were on there, they were always joyful and happy. After the 60s came along, we started to see that separated. Even if you look at the song, Disparaging, and Where Have All the Flowers Gone, and all those things. But basically, my point is this. There is no joy or happiness in the former Democratic Party. You look at the Republican Party, and one of the things that Donald Trump has brought, despite his, his needling, is a sense of humor. You always see people smiling at the Republican meetings that are going on currently. When you look at the audience behind him and around him in laughter and cheering, there's joy, there's happiness, there's love. There's a cohesiveness of wanting to belong to make America better. The other side, for some reason, wants to disparage the joy of America. They want to disparage the glory of our beautiful rivers and lakes and our sky and our mountains and our streams. And this is... This has got to be a social awakening. We talk, we, we've equated politics too much with the social life, and we have to start to look psychologically at what we are bringing our young people into our children. You can't bring them in despair. Look what they did to the black well, community. B- BJ, BJ let, me, let, me, let, me, let me jump in here because I'm a little short on time, and I've got to get to the news here, but I'll say this. Yes, there are smiles and jokes and joy at Republican gatherings because we're on top. Um, there was not smiling and joy at Republican gatherings for eight years while Barack Obama was president. We weren't smiling. We weren't happy. We had no joy. We were very, very disgusted and disappointed with the turn our country was taking, the transformation of our country. There was a lot of smiling on the other side then. When Barack Obama was president, you couldn't wipe the smile off of Democrat faces. Everything was going their way. So I think that's a politics of the moment. I don't know that that's necessarily well enough to say for the entire culture of our politics right now, but I appreciate your call. Let's get there are two sides to every story there's the mainstream media side and then there's the truth you are experiencing the truth the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer all right, 1035, we do continue now at AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, we'll take more phone calls all the way up until 11 o'clock. Calls have been great today. Really appreciate that. I apologize, by the way, to BJ. Didn't mean to cut him off so quickly, but we were up against the news, and I did want to get a uh, rebuttal in there real quick. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of joy in the Republican House right now because Republicans have the presidency, the Congress, uh, and uh, in, in both houses of Congress and most of the governor, governor's mansions, most of the uh, state assemblies, and so on and so forth. Yeah, we're feeling pretty good. Everything is happy. Democrats are all ticked off and uh, and constantly in a state of well, what I, what do I call it? Party of perpetual outrage. It wasn't that way eight years uh, for eight years though? We were the I don't want to say we're the party of perpetual outrage, but we were committed to changing things because we were not happy, we were not smiling, we were concerned about everything that was being done to our country for eight years under Barack Obama. The slashing of the military. I don't want to go through everything. The slashing of the military, the expansion of of uh, government assistance, uh, highest uh, number of food food stamp recipients ever, uh, lowest uh, number of people in the employment, 
uh, on the employment rolls. I mean, all, all the different things that we saw for eight years, the slowest re- rebound, uh, economic rebound from a uh, recession in, uh, in American history, uh, demonizing of police. I mean, we can go on and on and on. We remember the Obama years, and Republicans weren't joyful. We weren't happy. Democrats were smiling year to year because they were getting everything they wanted, a fundamental transformation of a country that they didn't like as it existed. So it happens that way. It does. As far as the part that I brought up, and I think this is what BJ was responding to, about us not being able to unify, he is right about that, though. It is the Democrats who don't want to unify. There's, There's just no two ways about it. Literally a week and a half ago, Hillary Clinton said, we cannot be civil with these people until we win back the House. As long as they are in control, no civility. She joined the call for intimidation, harassment, bullying, if not outright violence. That was extended by Maxine Waters, ordered by Eric Holder, ordered by uh, uh, so many other prominent Democrats. Cory Booker. Uh, they they continue to talk about Tim Kaine. You know these violent tactics, these thug like tactics. They refuse to condemn Antifa. They refuse to condemn. As a matter of fact, they support it. They refuse to condemn these terrible actions being taken by people who share their political ideology. They don't want civility. And I guarantee you. Because of this particular situation right now being beneficial to them, talking about the Democrats, they are absolutely not going to call for some civility that brings Republicans into the good graces of the general public. We can't say, hey, we are all one. They can't say, we are all one, we are all Americans, let's join hands. It's, hey, we're getting a lot of mileage out of this. Republicans are on the defensive. Keep going. Trump did this. Trump supporters did this. Trump's uh, commentary at rallies made this happen. This is, this, is the, this is the way that it is. I said before, and I'll say again, I have no idea who's really responsible for this bomb scare, but I would like to ask the following question. Which political party is benefiting the most from this very public attack on the lives of prominent Democrats? When it comes to these midterm elections, which party is benefiting from this? And the answer is the Democrats. Why? Because we, as Americans, always stand up for and side with the victims. When someone victimizes someone else, we demonize the villain, and we take care of and show all kinds of compassion for the victim. Right? Well, guess who's being painted as the villain in this scenario? Republicans, without proof. Without proof. The party of Trump is being blamed for this. The party of Obama and Clinton is the victim. They stand to benefit from this. Middle-of-the-road voters who don't know which way to go are going to say, oh, my God, the Republicans tried to kill these poor people. I'm voting Democrat. I'm voting blue. They have a vested interest in this. So do I know that this was some sort of a liberal plot? No. But do I believe that the Democrats benefit more from this little phony bomb scare, which they may be phony bombs, maybe? Do they benefit from this a hell of a lot more than Republicans do? Absolutely. The Republicans, I can't imagine anybody who is a Republican voter or a Trump supporter who thinks it would be a good idea two weeks before an election that is starting to swing our way. I cannot imagine any of them saying, here, let's create a bunch of victim Democrats. Let's threaten their lives and get people uh, to defend them. It just makes no sense. Lisa is in uh, Medina on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Lisa. Hey, good morning. I, I really appreciate um, knowing about the quality of those bombs. I was kind of wondering whether they were the real deal, if they could actually be set off or not. 
Yeah, I mean, again, right now, we, you know, we do know that the FBI and the New York Police Department has said that the two packages that were sent to CNN were completely harmless. If that, if the other ones are identical, which, according to most of the reports we're getting, uh, that were sent to all of the other people, that would make them also harmless. Now, I'm not going to declare that not any of them could have gone off, but for sure we know the ones at CNN have been inspected and were harmless. And and my speculation is, again, as quickly as so many of these were being sent out, um, for them to be actual pipe bombs, it would seem to be uh, that there is a pretty elaborate factory that has been constructed to make these things, or these are just rudimentary, crude, little phony devices that really have no uh, danger whatsoever. So we have to wait and see what the investigation turns up interesting yeah i'll be interested in seeing you know more about that um and i do think our our, i think we're more polarized than we were back during 9-11 which is unfortunate but i i I just hope and, and to believe that you know that if there was another something big like that that we would pull together i really hope and pray that that we can and that most people really um, are decent people that, that want to make good things happen. And I think we're just, you know, the news is constantly showing us those squeaky wheels, and they are just the fringe, they are just the few, and we really shouldn't listen to it. I, honestly, this is the only show I listen to all the way through because I just don't want to listen to the, to the news because I think it's just, um, it's just not true. A lot of what we see is just not true. Well, I appreciate that, Lisa, and I'm with you. Um, I can only take, you know, take it in small bites, uh, sometimes myself, because otherwise you'll get sick to your stomach. But I do. I do try to follow all of the news and I see what's going on on all those other networks, which is why I feel comfortable and confident talking about the things that I do and presenting, uh, you know, as much of this factual information as possible. But, but I, I'm with you in that I wish and I hope and I'd like to believe we could come together if there was some national tragedy. But, uh, given the way we are right now, I'm not confident that that would be the case. Right. Hey, can I tell you about tomorrow our Saturday's meeting? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> Since I'll be getting a root canal tomorrow, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I, we do have um, Rob Walgate speaking about issue one, and this is a great opportunity to grab someone that's on the fence or doesn't quite understand. Because I mean, have you seen those ads for issue one on TV? When uh, I'm in a doctor's office or something, the TV's on, and I've seen those ads, and they look so benign you know like like issue one could be a really good thing and when you find out what the facts are about the issue and how those things would be taken care of and how things aren't known how we're going to take care of certain things after that issue if it would pass my gosh is this important um if people only get their information from commercials we're in trouble yeah because they can make those things say anything, and that's a great get for you to have Rob uh, speaking on Saturday at the Medina County Friends and Neighbors meeting because he is filled with all the information. I, I'm, I'm, more, I'm a more simplified guy. I, 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 I like I like to phrase it this way because I saw the uh, county or not the county the estate coroners association. There is such a thing uh, declared that issue one will empty the prisons and fill the morgues. 
And that's, that's just, that's as simple as I can make it. They will empty the prisons of all of these people involved in the drug, uh, drug trafficking, uh, industry, and it will put more people in the morgues. That is the bottom line here. And if you vote for that, then you just simply have no earthly idea what in the living, uh, H you're doing. Uh, but Rob is much more detailed about how that happens, and I think that's yeah. a great get. So your, 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 uh, your attendees will absolutely love listening to Rob Walgate. So give the uh, time and place again on that, uh, for Saturday. Sure. It's uh, 8.30 in the morning on Saturday at the Copper Top Golf Club in Valley City. Uh, we, we, it goes from 8.30 to 10, and uh, coffee and tea is in the room, and we'd just love to have some, some new folks come and listen to, uh, to Rob and then go out and tell their neighbors. You know, and I was going, well, yeah, not just tell your neighbors, bring your neighbor if you can. Grab somebody along yeah. and say, let's go spend a couple hours and you know, have some snacks and some, some coffee and listen to, to a presentation so you learn a little bit of something that you didn't know before. Because, yeah, Rob is terrific on issue one. I'm going to have Mac on the air again, as a matter of fact, uh, before the election, just to make sure more people get the, uh, get the information. But uh, by all means, uh, I encourage people to go out there to that meeting on Saturday. Lisa, as oh, always, a pleasure. Good, good luck you. with that root canal tomorrow. I don't wish that on anybody. Uh, <laughs> Andrew is in uh, Middleburg Heights next. Hi, Andrew. You're on the air. Yes. Uh, good morning, Bob, our local nationalist friends. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm fine, sir. Thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, one of the things that people understand why these uh, Democrats are scurrying to, to cause all this stuff, you know, that Sessions is still with Trump. Trump is a chess player. He's always two steps ahead of everybody else. Sessions has got 52,000 indictments ready to go out. And it's, uh, it when, it's when Trump says to let him go. And, you know, at Guantanamo Bay, they just put 20,000 beds in Guantanamo Bay. And these Democrats, and all of them, I mean, uh, Maxine Waters, all of them that have been stealing from our government, stealing our tax money, they're going to Guantanamo Bay. 52,000 indictments. And a lot of people don't know that, but if you Google Department of Justice indictments, you'll find out this is going down and they're scurrying like rats. This is one of the things. That's my opinion. I mean, and that's that's what I had to say for you today. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this, Andrew. Um, there was about a hundred million dollars put into Guantanamo Bay. Um, you're right about that. But it was my understanding, and it's been a while since I read it. Read this. It's my understanding. It wasn't for prisoners to be kept there. Uh, like we keep, you know, uh, terrorists and you know ISIS and Al Qaeda people that we capture on the field of battle. It's more for troops. Uh, I think they're expanding Guantanamo Bay uh, to use, you know, the troop side of it. Because remember, of course, it, it's been a military base <clears throat> of operations as well there uh, in Cuba. And I think that's what's going on um, at Gitmo is that they're actually going to put more troops down there to house more troops and to expand that base. I did not read that it was for uh, the purposes of putting more prisoners in it. Especially more domestic prisoners who very, very, it's very unlikely would be sent to Guantanamo. I mean, that's what our state prisons are for and federal prisons are for, I guess, if we're talking about federal criminals. But um, I can't imagine any of these people going to Guantanamo Bay. So my, my gut is if they're putting more beds in there, it's for barracks and for bunks for troops than it is for uh, anything else. Uh, but thank you for the call. Let's go to Brook Park and say hello to Frank on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Frank. Go ahead. Hi. Three things. First, Thank you for your loving show today of peace. Number two, we need all of us, I hope we all can, pray. That's something the evil one cannot do. Satan inspires the evil ones, and we need prayer. So please, pray to the Prince of Peace 
everyone in this audience. And finally, number three, Citizens for Community Values has an excellent 2018 voter guide for Ohio. I urge people to order them for themselves. I've gotten hundreds of them. What, what, what's, it, what's it called? Citizens for Community Values. Citizens for Community you Values. You can visit their website, and you can also request copies of this beautiful voter guide. And it's visit ccv.org slash vote exclamation mark. ccv.org slash vote exclamation mark and they are excellent guys and they're doing a great job and thank you for your show of peace we need more peace we need prayer every day thank we you we do we do need both of those things and we also need voter guides too so i'm glad you shared that with us ccv.org that is very uh very important uh if if there's information that you're not sure about about how to vote on certain issues or how to vote uh, which you know candidates support support and so forth and of course my other one that i always send people to is ivoters.com now that's a very different uh, story ivoters is for specifically just giving you the information on both sides of who the candidates and the issues are it's not partisan it doesn't uh, lean in any one way uh, it sounds like citizens for community values does indeed lean toward the more conservative side of things, and I certainly think there is a place for that because we do need people to be, you know, guided, if you will. Uh, uh, all right, uh, ten forty nine. We'll get a quick time out of here. We'll check our traffic one final time. We'll come back in and get more of your phone calls. I do have time for you at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five or triple eight two eight one eleven ten. If you dial right now, we'll get you up and on the air on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. I uh, just sent a Facebook message out, which kind of mirrored some of what I've said on the air today, but I want to continue the conversation off the air. So uh, if you're on Facebook, follow me at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z uh, Radio, and we can continue the conversation even after the mic goes off. Um, and here's what I here's what I just put on Facebook. Again, kind of a thumbnail sketch version of what I've said on the air today. I have no idea who is responsible for these bomb scares, if they are bombs at all. But I would like to ask the following. Which political party would benefit the most from this very public attack on the lives of prominent Democrats when it comes to the midterm elections? We are a nation that punishes bullies and comforts victims. The party that benefits in this scenario is the Democrats, the intended victims of these bombs. It is highly unlikely that Republicans would hand Democrats victim status putting Republicans themselves on the defensive as the supposed would-be killers less than two weeks away from an election that has been swinging their way. Just food for thought. I don't know who's who's doing this, but I do know that it is extraordinarily stupid for anybody who actually supports Republicans to be the ones who would be who would do this you are handing the democrats victim status on a silver platter which they can then ride into the midterm election absolutely ludicrous so we'll see 
216 uh, 916-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. we got to get these lines answered so we can get these people up and on the phones. We'll do that as quickly as we can. Uh, I I've been, was asked to play something, and I, and I promised I would, but I can't. I'm just going to share this now, uh, or uh, respond to this, I should say. Somebody said, Bob, that, that um, Democratic uh, ad that you played yesterday, the uh, parody ad uh, that was put together by Ali Beth Stuckey, can you please play that again? That was awesome, and I had planned to do that today, except for the serious nature of this conversation. The fact that we're talking about all of these potential bomb scares and whatnot, it's, just, it's the wrong time. And I, I'm trying to lead by example here. I hope you understand this, too. That's why I'm not going to sit here and just condemn all Democrats for this and say Democrats did this. Um, part of what the president called for last night when he called for civility, when he called for um, unification and coming together and so on and so forth, means that for at least the time being, let's not demonize our opponents. Let's not sit here and throw the stones. So I don't want to throw the stones at the Democrats on, the, on their politics and on the caravan and on abortion and about all the things that are covered in that ad. So I'm holding off on playing that today. Uh, maybe once we get an idea of where we are tomorrow on this, I will uh, uh, be able to play that for you tomorrow. But for today, I really kind of want to follow my own advice and follow the president's advice and bring people together um, when he said, uh, you know, let's, let's take it easy on the attacks on one another. And he himself, again, is no angel. He attacks Democrats and attacks the media as much as they attack him. Uh, and he said, let's try to come together. So I'm going to try to lead that as well and not play uh, that uh, quote-unquote parody ad or attack ad or whatever you want to call it, f- at least for the day. And we'll see where we are on that tomorrow. Okay, uh, Navy Man Norm is on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Norm, wanted to get you up before we're done here today. Go ahead, sir. Bob, real quick, two things. Number one, regarding Saul Linsky's book, Rules for Radicals, yeah. the very fact the very fact that it was dedicated to Lucifer tells me all I need to know about the book and about him. He was a petty thief. He was a common criminal and a liar. He used to go out to restaurants and buy meals and stiff the waitress on the on the meal and go out the door before the check was paid. So that's the kind of, that's the Bible of the Democratic Party. Secondly, uh, I was thinking the same thing you were. This doesn't smell right about these fake bombs. Something is amiss, and it was like a light went off. Okay, the biggest thing on the news lately was the caravan or the mobs coming to force their way across our borders. Suddenly, that's knocked off the air. The only thing for two days you've been talking about is these pipe bombs or whatever these uh, fake things were. And to me, knowing the Democrats as I do, and I hate to say this, and maybe I'm being unfair to them, it wouldn't surprise me that they're the ones behind this. Yeah, it wouldn't uh, surprise me either. And, and let me let me throw this to you too, Norm. Since you brought up Saul Alinsky and Rules for Radicals, um, the uh, number nine on on the list of the twelve Rules for Radicals that are actually you know then spelled out in much more depth in his book. Um, uh, rule number nine is this: the threat is usually more terrifying than the thing itself. That's what this looks like and sounds like to me. I don't believe, based on reports that we've gotten thus far, that these devices are actually bombs that could detonate and would actually harm people. But the fact that they are being called bombs is more terrifying. The threat of these things being delivered is more terrifying than the things themselves, which I don't believe are actually able to be detonated. That is right out of the playbook. Throw that threat out there. Again, give the Democrats victim status, give the Republicans uh, would-be killer status, and thus put them on the defensive just two weeks or less than two weeks before an election. It, it, exactly. does sound, it does sound like it came right from, uh, from Alinsky. Yeah, 
I listened to Joey Jones, the Marine Corps bomb disposal expert on Fox this morning, yeah. and he was talking about this very thing. And he basically said the same thing, that there's no way that any of these bombs would have gone off. And he, he mentioned the same thing you did, multiple wires, uh, things that did not connect, uh, basically clocks that didn't work, the whole nine yards. So to me, this is nothing more than a false flag. And I, I, I smell a rat. In front of the red is E-E-M-O. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. Appreciate the phone call, Norm. That's a great way to wrap up this conversation today. Thanks so much to all of the callers for taking this very, very seriously. Tomorrow we're back on track. Jim Renacy will join us and more. We'll see you then. Mike Gallagher's next. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.